I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Monstrous Agonies presents Solidarity Forever Crazy. I'm at the Vales McClure, I guess. Setting and maintaining boundaries is a necessary part of any healthy relationship. The time is two o'clock on Thursday morning. Next on the Nightfolk Network, with industrial action sweeping the country and the possibility of a general strike on the horizon, we look back at the role the creature community played in the history of trade unions. While trade unions are a relatively recent creation, they have their roots in the guilds of medieval Europe. Professional associations through which craftsmen and artisans could organise to set professional standards and negotiate fair wages. But how did the creatures of the Middle Ages interact with these institutions? We heard from Maxwell Pierce, Professor of Economic History at the London School of Economics. I mean, it's hard to overstate just how much your genus impacted what job you did back in the day. Nowadays, we might notice certain trends in certain communities, empaths tending to end up in social work or gargoyles working in security and surveillance, for example. But in the past, this wasn't just a tendency. Creatures just didn't have the luxury of choice. It was an ingrained cultural assumption that your form, your genus, your literal physical body, would dictate your function in the workforce. If you were born into an aquatic genus, you weren't going to train as a barrister, you were going to fish for a living. That was that. There was simply no path into other careers. So what you ended up with was certain industries, and thus the guilds that represented them, being completely dominated by certain genuses. You couldn't have a weaver's guild without the local arachnotypes, or a guild of law without the, uh, you know, the good folk. At the same time, other genuses never interacted with the guild system at all. 
nomadic and migratory geniuses, for example, or insular communities that existed completely outside of the sapio economy just weren't represented. Taking that into consideration, it doesn't really make sense to talk about how the creature community was involved in guilds, or any part of history, if we're honest. The experiences of different liminal groups varied so widely, but it's certainly fair to say that, for certain genuses, guilds were the first step on the road to what we recognise today as labour organisation. From the 16th century onwards, however, the guild system collapsed, leaving workers with little to no structure about which to organise. Ad hoc arrangements sprang up as necessary, but it wasn't until the 1700s that early trade unions were established. The Industrial Revolution transformed life in Britain for all its inhabitants, whether sapio or liminal. It was a period of rapid change and shifting social norms as technological advancements in manufacturing, transport and communications disrupted ancient rhythms of life and changed the face of the British economy forever. Some liminal groups in Britain had long lived in community with sapios. The aforementioned arachnotypes, for example, had centuries of experience in the sapio workforce, while Hobbes and Brownies had long made their homes among sapios. But there remained at this time many genuses who had previously had little to no interaction with the sapio world. As the Industrial Revolution wore on, these folk awoke to find a new world at their doorstep. The Industrial Revolution has really reshaped the world. There's less room now for quiet places, for sleepy hedgerows and shady woodlands. People are moving faster and further than ever, pushing into those places and forcing out those who've made their lives in these spaces for centuries or millennia. So, what do these communities do? Do they retreat, try to hold on to their traditional ways of life as long as possible? Or do they step into this strange new world and try to find some kind of compromise? For some, the decision was made for them. Hunting grounds were cordoned off, nomadic lifestyles smothered in bureaucracy, ancestral seats of power destroyed. They had no choice but to join the sapio-normative world and its economy. But with this surge of new genuses in the workforce, we also see more and more members of the creature community joining the trade union movement. In part, it was a way of mitigating against anti-creature sentiment. Plenty of sapios were still mistrustful of liminal folk, and unions helped cultivate a sense of solidarity across those divides, as well as between union members of different genuses. Those newcomers to the sapio economy I mentioned from the countryside, the sylvans and wood nymphs, river maidens and wild men, well, they found some unexpected allies. The British left has long had an interest in environmentalism and land access rights, and it became a bit of a tit-for-tat situation. We'll support your march for fair pay on Saturday if you come along to our mass trespass on Sunday. It may be tempting to believe a narrative that paints all creatures as downtrodden workers suffering under the heel of the sapio elite. But there were, and are, plenty of members of the community who enjoyed enormous wealth and privilege at the cost of others' labour. Historically, these were often members of long-lived genuses who had amassed large fortunes over their extended lifespans. Many such groups, such as the nine great families of the rapturous dawn, have since taken a philanthropic turn. But the creature community is still marked by wealth inequality and a failure on the part of the wealthy to act on behalf of the poor. In such a climate, it's little wonder trade unions remain an important part 
of liminal life. You know what? It would be really nice if being a member of the community meant that you instantly experienced a kind of enlightened solidarity with all marginalised people. As if just being a person of the night is enough to undo all of those years, centuries in some cases, of being told you've got nothing in common with people from this genus, that culture, those countries. But the fact is, I have more in common with a Sapio bus driver than I'll ever have with a billionaire, no matter what genus they are. Her struggle isn't the same as mine, but solidarity doesn't mean sameness. It means I've got her back, and when the time comes, she'll have mine. When it comes to trade unions, the only, and I mean only, way we can protect ourselves as workers is by acting as workers, collectively and in the interests of the many, not the few. Join a union, support your fellow workers, and remember, we all rise together. Solidarity forever. Thanks once more to Professor Maxwell Pierce. His latest book, River of My People, Freshwater Genuses and the Fight for Sustainable Hydroelectric Power, is available now from all good bookshops. Time now for the news. Lighting the way. Moonshine. Solidarity Forever was written by H.R. Owen and performed by H.R. Owen and Pippin Era Major. Pippin is the writer and editor of Spirit Box Radio and plays protagonist Sam as he struggles to find his feet as the presenter of a radio station for witches and enthusiasts of the arcane. You can see why we get along. Learn more at hangingslothstudios.com or follow at Spirit Box Radio on Twitter. Submissions are now open for Season 3. Send in your letters, prompts and adverts online at monstrousagonies.co.uk via email at submissions at monstrousagonies.co.uk or get in touch through our Tumblr account at monstrousagonies and on Twitter at monstrous underscore pod. Huge thanks and welcome to all our new patrons since our last episode. Tiny Tony Maloney, DJ, Ray, Megan and Merka. Join them at patreon.com slash monstrousagonies or make a one-off donation at ko-fi.com slash hrowen. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The theme tune is Dakota by Unheard Music Concepts. Thanks for listening, and remember, the real monsters are the friends we made on the way. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 